Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. and roses to get the juices flowing on this Thursday afternoon. It's Brendan Escott back with you again on Oilers Now Today. The team enjoying a day of rest down in Florida and frankly, where better to be? to enjoy a day of rest, especially coming off of a hard-fought loss last night. Plenty to break down there as the Oilers fell 5-3 to the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, a game that, frankly, they had a chance to win. And we'll talk about why it slipped away over the course of the next two hours. It's brought to you, as always, by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. So a little bit of a shift from our usual uh, run of guests on a Thursday. Kevin Weeks, who typically joins us uh, just after the 1 o'clock news for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Kevin is away today, so we'll chat with George LaRocque at 1 o'clock instead. Play-by-play voice of the Oilers' Cam Moon on the Oilers' radio network at 1.30 and, of course, we'll hear from Louis DeBrusque, who does the colour for uh, Sportsnet's regional broadcast on the Oilers. A game last night in which the team did enough, or at least you would think, to come out victorious. They played a strong game against a very strong team and ultimately a couple of bad bounces, you might argue. You might argue that the goaltending needed to be a lot better than it was. And if you're saying that of last night, you've probably been saying that for a while. So what's the solution here? What's the solution? I think we can all take a look and see that the goaltending is holding this team back right now from its potential. I'm not going to argue with with you on that front, but you can text me at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line with a solution. And I, I got to urge you to remember that as you're solving any problem in an NHL season, but particularly something like a starting goaltender, The bigger a move it is, the more likely it's going to have to wait until the summer. So if you're sitting on your computer right now, dig deep and and see if you can come up with something that may be out there for the Oilers to pull off. Because the reality is there may only be two or three names out there, period, let alone that make any sense in Edmonton. And Marc-Andre Fleury may not be the guy. So then where does that leave you? Lots of discussion on that coming up. We'll incorporate your input as well as get thoughts from, again, Louis DeBrusque, George LaRocque, and Cam Moon. 
Just told you about the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You can also reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Tap 25 at the River Cree has a brand new menu, and right now you can try it at 50% off from 2 to 5 p.m. Plus new food specials and promotions at the Kitchen and Italia. Then in June, country music star Dean Brody takes the stage at the River Cree. More information available at the RiverCreeResort.com. Come. Uh, we are on Twitter at Oilers Now, Bob at Bob underscore Stoffer, and myself at Brendan Escott. That's Brendan with an E. Bob expected to be uh, back in the host chair tomorrow, uh, getting set for the Oilers and the Panthers. The next stop on this, uh, whether you want to call it the gauntlet, the murderers, wa- murderers row of Eastern Conference opponents. You got off to a, a good enough start last night, and I think that there's plenty of positives to be taken from the way that Edmonton played. However, they didn't come out with a point. And that's the top story today brought you brought to you by uh, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. And Connor McDavid kept it cooking last night. He scored twice. He's got goals in six consecutive games. Zach Hyman has goals in five straight games. And I'm not going to hang the loss on the goaltending, but... You outshot the defending Stanley Cup champions 30 to 23. That's right. You you limited one of the best offensive teams in hockey to 23 shots on goal and you still managed to lose the game. That's a tough one to stomach. Here's how it sounded as we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Workwear, specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Cam Moon, Bob Stoffer had the call from Amelie Arena last night. The Oilers start a five-game road trip, and it all begins against the Tampa Bay Lightning. On net. Oh, what a save made by Smith as he gets the left pad on it on a redirect. And over the line to McLeod. He put Put it on net and the save made by Vasilevsky. Got it with a left pad. Here's Sorelli in over the line with Maroon to Maroon. His shot saved by Smith. Rebound scores. Barry back across to McDavid off the right side. Shoot. Scores. Connor McDavid walked in from the right side and he gets it past Vasilevsky. It's a power play goal. Goes to Kalorn up to the blue line. Sergachev leaves it to Kalorn. Now on the left, Stamkos shoots, scores. Wow. Steven Stamkos just short side roofed it on Mike Smith. And it's a 2-1 lightning lead. Kucherov skates across the middle, walks through the middle, goes off his stick. They score right at the side of the goal. Braden Point is able to poke it under the pad of Smith. Puck squeezes into the slot. Sergachev shoots and scores. Sergachev walked right in. That puck came to him. And in the high slot, he gets it by Smith. That's a power play goal. And you can make a 4-1 for the Lightning. Watching the bench here. And he got pulled in the last game. Four on 14 tonight. Dry side will get it out. Long pass to Hyman. In over the line. He's got a breakaway. The backhand scores! Zach Hyman sprung on the breakaway by Leon Dreisaitl. Brought in by Hyman to McDavid through the middle. Shoot! Scores! Connor McDavid! He rips that one by Vasquez. 
Vasilevsky and the Oilers right back in it. They're down 4-3. Gives it to Dreisaitl. Poked off his stick. Kucherov will shoot and score. Nikita Kucherov gets the empty netter. To seal it for Tampa Bay. 5-3 the score. So three assists for Leon Dreisaitl. Again, Connor McDavid with a couple of goals. Zach Hyman played excellent last night, and they couldn't quite get past Tampa. And there's a lot of teams in this league who aren't going to quite be able to get past Tampa. But from the standpoint of watching how the the players really gutted through that, how they stayed in the game despite being down 4-1. Uh, you know, how many times here? Well, I'll tell you how many times. Seven times in the last 10 games, the first, uh, they're down two goals on the first six shots, okay? Seven of the last 10 games, two of the first six shots have beaten Mike Smith. You're chasing, and we've talked so much this year about why this team is struggling to chase games or how often they have to chase games. They were chasing games with Dave Tippett. It changed how they played defensively. They had to be a little bit more risky with it. You know, it's just not a recipe for success. That's that's obvious to state. Uh, the goaltending's got to be better than it was last night. Woodcroft had thoughts on Smith's game and, frankly, how the team played in front of him as well. At the end of the day, we were in a one-goal hockey game. They scored an empty netter at the end. I think he tried to battle through some uh, things, and, he, you know, he made some saves for us as well. And um, we were we had a chance to win that game. Like I said, we, we gave up 23 shots on net. That's a good, that's a good thing, I think. Um, you know, were there some breakdowns that we can be better at as a team? Yes, there were, and uh, we're going to work to address those. But like I said, we were in a one-goal hockey game in a tough environment against the two-time Stanley Cup champions, and uh, you know there was a lot of good in that game as well. Now Woodcroft with a few more thoughts on that loss to Tampa last night. Well, I thought it was a competitive hockey game for our team tonight. Um, coming in to face the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs, we gave up 23 shots on net. Uh, I think... Um, you know, there were a few breakdowns. There were some weird goals. One, we kicked into our own net. Uh, we were trying to do the right thing. We just came back into the blue paint and it went off our foot and in the net. Gave up two six-on-five goals. Um, a shorthand or a penalty kill goal against in the last few seconds of that. And uh, Are there some things that we can do better? Yeah, I think there's some things we can do better. But in terms of the compete level of our team, uh, coming in um, to a tough environment, uh, there were some real good signs in our team game tonight. There certainly were, and it would have been nice to see them rewarded with even a point if they were able to to get that game to overtime, and I think that that would have been a pretty strong... Uh, do we have moral victories in the modern NHL? Maybe not, but you can feel a lot better your, for, about yourself in that situation. Connor McDavid uh, talking after the loss to Tampa Bay. I liked parts of our game for sure. You know, we generated lots of chances. Um, you know, I thought we did an all right job keeping them uh, in check, but you know, they're a great team. Uh, they do a lot of great, really good things, and they just find ways to win games, and that's what they did tonight. They're the third best team in the East, and coming up next on the Oilers' schedule, the first ranked team in the East, the Florida Panthers, and then the second best team, the Carolina Hurricanes, both of which have beaten Edmonton in Edmonton so far this season. Woodcroft uh, had this outlook on the rest of Edmonton's road trip. 
we want to steer the conversation for our team uh, towards process and making sure that we're playing the game the right way so that we'll be in position uh, to take points uh, in every game that we play. And, um, you know, that's where our focus is. We're going to we're gonna get on a plane tonight. We're going to go to Florida. We're going to digest this game. Uh, we're going to work on some of the things that we need to work on, and we're going to uh, be prepared to play in a, another real quality hockey team in the Florida Panthers. But, um, you know, just to look at the end result of things or the amount of points you have to get here or there, uh, I don't think that's uh, conducive to us moving the needle. I think we have to continue to concentrate on on our process and making sure that we're playing the game the right way and limiting certain things. And, you know, if we do that, um, you know, we'll, we'll be where we want to be at the end. So Edmonton is 5-2 and two under Jay Woodcroft. Overall, 6-3-1 and one in the last 10 games. That has them in the second wildcard spot in the West right now with 59 points. And there are some... Uh, teams nipping at their heels. Anaheim's right there. Los Angeles is there. Uh, so the West is going to be right down to the wire, probably to the final couple games of the season. So when you start talking about a missed point here or there in a game against Tampa, yeah, I think that that may... Uh, rear its ugly head a little bit further down the road in that sense. A couple more thoughts here. I thought Marcus Niemelainen was uh, excellent again, not only standing out for the physical presence that he brings. Like, do you want to rush down the wall when that guy's on the ice? Because he hits everything, everything that comes down the right wall. It's, it's pretty awesome, probably because you don't see a lot of it in other aspects of the game. But what I really liked about Niemelainen is I thought there was a bit more calmness in his game as far as transporting the puck and that sort of thing. Uh, he looked like he was more willing to jump up and, and even join the rush from time to time. So with more minutes and more confidence, uh, you got to figure that this may be a nice internal solution rather than having to go out and spend on somebody like Ben Sherratt. Big difference in the player and, and experience level, sure. But if you can allocate those dollars or that draft pick or whatever you would have had to spend to get the lockdown defender and you can apply that to a goaltender because Nima Linen's an option for you, you're in a better spot. Mike Smith right now through 13 appearances this season is functioning with an 891 save percentage. I mean, usually you're looking for your goaltenders to be around 915, 910, somewhere in there as as like a, a good rule of thumb so significantly below the median and there was a part in that last game after the third goal where Niemelainen ended up getting an earful from Mike Smith when that puck wasn't cleared away and Braden Point uh, didn't have his stick taken away Niemelainen standing at the side of the net Smith uh, I guess in the commercial timeout was caught by the TNT broadcast really giving it to some of his younger defensemen I'm not sure how I feel about that, given the recent performances. It's one thing if you're, if you're, uh, you know, lights out leading the way and and the team's winning and that sort of thing. But Mike Smith has been a part of the problem, not a part of the solution. So to be piling on and 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 setting younger players up uh, for failure or a lack of confidence that can't possibly be looked on in a good light right now so uh, I get that there's frustration there would be for a goaltender when a couple of funny hops have gone in early in the game but that's a pattern 
And what you don't want to have a pattern is him calling out younger players. So uh, I guess a situation to monitor moving forward. We did have Brian Lawton on yesterday talking about Edmonton's goaltending situation. We'll dip back into the uh, audio vault here for our friends at Direct Workwear. It's, it's a lengthy clip, but bear with me. It's Lawton saying that they don't really have a choice with the moves they've already made. Ken Holland has to try to upgrade the goaltending. Yeah, the team went on a great run, and it'd be easy to say, okay, we're fixed now, and everything will be fine. But if the goaltenders, if the Oilers don't find a way to upgrade their goaltending, I really think it's going to be tough for them to be a playoff team this year. It's just preventative, in my opinion. Um, Mike Smith's a good goaltender, had a great year last year. He just has not been healthy enough to give them what I know Mike Smith is capable of. To expect that to turn around as we, you know, pass the halfway mark, start to move, you know, deeper in the season, uh, I think that's unrealistic at this stage, at his age. Koskinen has been well documented how he's played. And Skinner has acquitted himself nicely, but that's a big ask for a young guy. So I, I'd, I'd be shocked if they don't find a way to upgrade their goaltending. It's not going to be easy, but there are possibilities out there. What has happened in terms of accruing cap space for them is a little bit of a godsend, in my opinion. It creates the opening that they need to get a move done. It's not going to be easy because it's a complicated market right now for goaltenders. This year, more than ever, there's been a lack of goaltenders throughout the entire league. That's very abnormal. And that's certainly been tough up till this point, but I feel like it's going to change a little bit. I believe strongly that this is a buyer's market, which can't get sucked into doing anything right now because prices are still sky high. But when you look at the number of sellers versus the number of buyers, uh, it's out of whack to the point where you have to conclude buyers will do much better this year. Don't get me wrong. If a guy like Patrick Kane moves, there's always going to be an elite market for a player like that just because of his stature. But for 80% of the other guys that are traded, it could look similar to what happened with Robin Lehner when he moved from the Chicago Blackhawks to the Vegas Golden Knights for second rounds picks. And everybody kind of went, huh? How did that happen? It happened at the very end. The bottom dropped out, dropped out of the market. And boom, Vegas had themselves another elite goaltender. Uh, as far as Marc-Andre Fleury ending up in Vegas, I think we can almost officially stamp that out for all the fans in Edmonton. I, they're so well-educated, I'm sure they know this, but Marc-Andre Fleury being traded from Vegas to Chicago cannot be traded back to Vegas and Chicago retain money. Even though they have the space, you're not allowed to do that if the trade is within one year, which that trade is, of course. So. If that were ever a possibility, and I'm not saying it is, there would have to be a third team involved to retain cap space. And in my opinion, that makes the possibility of that next to impossible in terms of the price that Vegas would end up having to pay. So a lot going on, a lot to unpack. These are the things general managers are thinking about. There are potential other solutions out there, but they're guys you're going to absorb a lot more risk on. In the end, I believe Ken Holland will get something good done for this team. There you go. That's Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. We'll take a quick pause here on Oilers Now. Got a couple texts on this subject we might get to, and NHL Today is coming up as well. For our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, it's Brendan Escott here, and it's 1225 in Edmonton. 
Hey, I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal. And we're here to tell you about Canada's only daily business news podcast. It's called The Peak Daily. And every morning we get you up to speed on the need to know Canadian and global business news stories. And we do it without all the jargon that can make business news a little... A little dull. Dull, exactly. And we do it all in less than 10 minutes. Six minutes if we fast forward through your dad jokes. But I prefer to call them rad jokes. Come for the news, stay for the dad jokes. Join us and thousands of Peak Pals every morning to start your day smarter. Find The Peak Daily wherever you listen to your podcasts. Sometimes life speeds by so fast it seems like there's hardly time to breathe. Things get shoved to the side until one day they become too big to ignore, just like hearing loss. At Hearing Care Clinic, they specialize in finding the perfect hearing solution for people just like you. It's your life. Don't wait one more day to reclaim all the beautiful sounds that surround you. Get evaluated today at hearingcareedmonton.com or call 780-413-8833. The Hearing Care Clinic. You'll like what you hear. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This texter calling himself B says, Brendan, they only had nine shots. Tampa only had nine shots halfway through the game. And it was 3-1 for them. Smith's last two first periods, he has a save percentage of 500. And again, you go back to the numbers, like the Edmonton Oilers, just to put this in perspective, are the only playoff team right now, and they're in the second wildcard position in the West. They are the only playoff team with a sub-900 save percentage. Think about that. Somebody else texted saying that Smith's 83rd in the league in save percentage and Koskinen is 71st. Another texter here asking where Stuart Skinner is. Well, that might be coming up a lot quicker than uh, than the organization would have liked. You know, I think that in a perfect world, Skinner would have spent in all of this season, you know, maybe getting the odd cup of coffee up at the team. But for the most part, they want him starting a lot of games down like he did the year before and and really turned himself into the goaltending prospect that we know now. So, you know, if you're going to bring him up, you'd better be prepared to use him as you would a 1B goaltender. And I don't know that you can do that without moving out uh, Miko Koskinen and his contract or whether that's via waivers or a trade that you find a taker for, I'm not sure. But it doesn't seem like anything in the next week or two is pressing. When you listen to that Brian Lawton clip, he's saying that things... Uh, get a lot more realistic towards deadline day and he expects a buyer's market so we'll see what shakes loose between now and then in the meantime i'll tell you what's going around the rest of the league in nhl today for our friends at elite promotional marketing your local branded merchandise specialists head to elitepromomarketing.com there are eight games in the nhl tonight toronto hosts minnesota the canucks welcome calgary for an all-canadian matchup and vancouver will wear those awesome vintage flying skate jerseys from the 1994 cup run. Uh, Nashville is retiring Pekka Rene is number 35 tonight. They welcome Dallas to town. Our next Oilers action on 6.30 Chad Saturday morning, a 9 a.m. face-off show. Get the coffee going. 10.30 puck drop from Sunrise against the Panthers. Stuart Skinner did pick up the win in Bakersfield 6-3 triumph over San Jose last night. Dylan Holloway with a goal and an assist. Raphael Lavoie had his 12th marker of the year. Oil Kings are up to the number one ranked team in the CHL. You've seen the roster. You're not surprised. They host Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats on Friday night. Prince Albert here on Saturday. And the Golden Bears off until March 4th to 6th. That's the Canada West semifinals. We're off to a global news weather traffic.
traffic update with Kevin Robertson back on the other side with Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.